Gossip at the Corpse Cart contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Gossip at the Corpse Cart, a.k.a. Gak. Gak attack. Gak attack. Gak attack. My my favorite thing is when we're in, is when we're in meetings, like (laughs) Zoom calls with, you know, people, like professional Zoom calls. Real people. people. Real people. (laughs) With real people. And then we have to tell them something about Gak. Oh, God. And we're like, well, we also have this spinoff show called Gossip at the the Corpse Corpse Cart. (laughs) And then just the looks on their faces are really priceless. I just try to gloss. I gloss right over it. We sail right past (laughs) it. We'll take yep. questions at the end. Yep. No Save questions. Your questions or the Q and A at the end. I am not taking questions. <laughs> I <No>. refuse. <laughs> Line up behind the microphone in the aisle. Yep. I don't understand the question, and, and I, I refuse to respond to it. <laughs> Anyway, this is our spinoff show that I don't care to explain. You're just going to have to wait and find out. But I'm Lucy. (laughs) Nailed it. I'm Kenyon. I'm Amanda. And we are fine. I don't know what anyone is talking about. We're fine. Climate change is the furthest thing from my mind. It's not even real. Sweating with my windows open in mid-December in the Midwest. It's fine. Yep, there's there's nothing wrong. Yeah, I'm sure that's totally normal and fine and won't have any repercussions for animal or plant life or human life. (sighs) Might go back on birth control, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too scared. Let's kick it off with some crazy (laughs) headlines from Amanda. Please take our minds very far off of our current circumstances, please. Well, these are sure to give you more faith in humanity, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start with a headline that I feel like any three of us are capable of this under Uh enough duress or cabin fever. (laughs) Oh, no. It could be anything. could be anything. It also gives new meaning to the term spoiler alert. Uh Uh-oh. Antarctica scientist allegedly stabs colleague for spoiling the ending of books. (laughs) (laughs) They're all I have. Oh, my God. Lucy would absolutely do that. Oh. I'd stab or I'd spoil? Stab. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'd stab. I don't think you'd spoil. I don't think so. I'm dropping Unless a photo. you really hated them. Yeah. If I were really pissed at you. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm dropping yeah. a photo Beth of the, dies. the, quote, forbidding <laughs> landscape. We all drop. know that Beth dies. Okay. Yeah. okay so if you want to look at the forbidding landscape in the drive while i regale you with this tale and cozy up a russian scientist working of course working in antarctica (laughs) is facing attempted murder charges after allegedly stabbing a colleague for telling him the endings of books he wanted to read (laughs) sergey savitsky an engineer is accused of stabbing welder oleg belgazov in the chest (laughs) 
Oh, Bel- Bel- Belagozov was evacuated to Chile for medical treatment, and his life is reportedly not in danger. Get over it. Your life's not even in danger. You're fine. You just got stabbed <laughs> in the up. chest in a remote area yeah. by your own colleague. Airlifted off. <laughs> also, like, as far as spoiling the endings of books, is it not the journey and not the destination? The ending is not I, the most important part of a book. I it depends know. on the it book, depends, It depends on the spoiler, too. Yeah. The stabbing took place. I'm not excusing a stabbing, but I also get yeah. it. The stabbing <laughs> took place at Bellinghausen sta- Station, a Russian research station in the South Shetland Islands in Antarctica. Savitsky, the alleged attacker, was taken to St. Petersburg and arrested. The alleged attack was said to be the result of an argument between the two over Belgozov's habit of spoiling the endings of books that he'd read from the remote outposts library. So it's the only books they have, and he does it, like, all the time. Oh, God. Holy shit. This is I'm not saying really he deserves mean. it, but he might be douche of the month. Yeah. Belgazov yeah. might be douche of the Did month. Did he do it on purpose or was he just like clueless? I feel like if it escalated to stabbing, there was yeah. probably <laughs> other conversations that were like, hey, fucker, I want to read that. Stop right. spoiling the book. And it's listed here as a habit of spoiling the endings of books. Like he'd finish the book <laughs> and be like, wow, I really didn't think I can't that- believe Snape killed Dumbledore. <laughs> Never saw that coming. Or like he saw the stabber reading a book and he's like, oh, yeah, I love the part when, you know, <laughs> Tom Wamsgam sinks the whole family business. I'm behind. I haven't. Oh. Ah! That's I your own know. fault. Thank God we're remote or you might have just gotten stabbed. <laughs> don't, don't. Oh, man. Don't do any succession spoilers. <laughs> God. I hear that all of the, what are they called? The the kid stars. Roy family. Yeah. No, but the real actor's name. Oh. The Culkins. Culkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. End up showing up on that show and burning the whole office down to the Good ground. Way. I've never seen an episode of this. <laughs> Although he faces criminal charges in the Russian city, Savitsky will probably have access to plenty of books that Belkazov hasn't already read <laughs> yeah, while no he's shit. in jail. He writes him letters. <laughs> he does. He writes it. He puts the ending on the envelope so there's no way to avoid it. <laughs> Holy shit. The Russian news agency Interfax reported that Savitsky, quote, surrendered on his own without resistance to the station manager. Alexander Klepikov, the deputy director of the Arctic and Antarctic Research Institute, said of Savitsky and Belogazov, Quote, they are both professional scientists who have been working in our expeditions, spending year-long seasons at the station. It is down to investigators to figure out what sparked the conflict, but both men are members of our team. I feel like you have a built-in excuse if you stab someone in, you know, those conditions. Yeah, in a weird bunker in Antarctica. You should have to sign a waiver. Right, like, I will not press charges. Right. Like, this ends with some reports suggest that alcohol was involved. <laughs> the Russians trapped in Antarctica. Yeah, alcohol was Could involved. be. Could be. So I think that guy might have won Douche of the Month, but here's another contender for Douche of the Month. This is out of Ireland. 
It's also really gross and really petty. So naturally, I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the headline reads, Aggrieved Cork County Council worker, quote, just flipped before releasing rats into staff canteen. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh <Cool>. no. <laughs> it's so vile. <laughs> Judge James McNulty said the offense was so uniquely wicked. <laughs> very just, British judge. Very British Ireland. judge in Ireland. <laughs> A disgruntled, I can't do an Irish accent. No. I also can't do a British accent. So you're just going to get whatever spews whatever, out of my body today. Whatever comes out. <laughs> oh, it, might, it might be Australian. It could be any, y'all, it could be anything. A disgruntled Cork County council worker was jailed for six months for the, quote, uniquely wicked act of releasing live rats into a manager's office. Oh, if I had a dollar for all the times I've wanted to do this. Yeah. John O'Neill, 61, of Glanduff, Kilbritton, that seems on the nose, <laughs> captured two large rats. <laughs> it's just missing one L, but it's otherwise just Kilbritton. <laughs> captured two large rats, drove them to his place of work, and released them in an office used as a canteen by council management in Kinsale at 8.20 a.m. on February 2nd. So this is kind of old, but whatever, I love it. Services were, quote, destroyed with excrement when oh. employees arrived on the premises at Rathburg Kinsale later that day. Rats are so gross. They are Pet disgusting. rats are cute. Rats just out in the world freak me out. Like wet, dirty rats Bo with, like, thick tails. All right. Tails. Okay. The tails. What the fuck? It's too much. <laughs> Lucy's going through a lot right now. We're going to let it go. <laughs> okay. The defendant's colleagues Am I wrong? You're not. <laughs> no, You're just, it was just specific. It's too specific. Well, I had pet rats. I loved them. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the city rats. The, the city rats and that the wild rats, their tails get way thicker than a pet rat. They do. I it's don't, weird. I don't it's, appreciate it's it. A it's rude. It's rude. <laughs> <laughs> the defendant's colleagues had to clean rat excrement that morning. Which was on, quote, practically every surface <laughs> before Rent-A-Kill was called to exterminate the rats. Oh, my God. Rent-A-Kill. Rent yeah. Talk about another on the nose. Right? Rent-A-Kill <laughs> located in Kill-A-Britain. Kill-Britain. Jesus. A deep clean was then carried out of the office and damaged cables and lighting were removed. Concerns that it may have been deliberate led employees to report the crime to their local police. During an extensive investigation by Detective Garda Michael Bronson of Kinsale Garda Station, CCTV was found, which showed the defendant arriving at the scene of the crime, removing something from his car, which he covered with a jacket, mm -hmm. and entering the building. I'm like, where did you get these? Because they were big nasties. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. It the internet. Fucking Pied Piper over here, just Ugh. going after his old <laughs> boss. <laughs> On May 24th, O'Neill was arrested. The court heard that he made, quote, a full and frank admission. He said that a grievance with a manager had led to the incident, but he was now extremely remorseful. Yeah, now. Yeah. Now that I've been caught. Caught, exactly. Post-capture, I'm extremely, extremely remorseful. Extremely remorseful. His remorse was, quote, very genuine, and his co <laughs> cooperation with the investigation helped the case to be brought to conclusion. Mr. O'Neill, a Rhodes supervisor with Cork County Council, pleaded guilty to the charge of criminal damage under Section 2 of the Criminal Damage Act. He has no previous convictions and never came to the notice of police in the past. 
O'Neill was married and had worked for Cork County Council for 23 years. Jeez, he was really pissed and mm-hmm. really snapped. Yep. His solicitor, Mr. Diarmuid O'Shea. Nailed it. Got there. <laughs> said that it could have been a hard case to bring home if O'Neill had not coughed up with information. But Judge James McNulty said the CCTV would have shown the defendant at the scene regardless. How this, do you get away with anything in Britain with the CCTV? I don't know. Or Ireland, it's, whatever. It's, it's everywhere. Anyway, this goes on for a really long time. He and said it was it. a daft thing to do <laughs> and totally out of character. And he has to pay like $3,000 in fines. <laughs> Or face a year in prison. Jeez. Oh, my God. Are those yeah. the same? I mean. Well, if you have three grand, maybe it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this is just the quote from the judge. This event is uniquely wicked and was committed with malice towards <laughs> one person and gross recklessness towards many. Gross on many levels. Mm-hmm. This Mr. O'Neill must be held accountable and punished appropriately. It's so dramatic. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like buzzkill judge. Oh, yeah. it actually says he faced those charges, but the court is going to send Mr. O'Neill to prison. Oh, if this is punished what? leniently, others might try something similar. Work conflict is quite common, but there are several different means and routes to addressing them. The offense is this says, quote, the offense is so uniquely wicked that it requires 12 months in prison. Oh, so not worth it. For oh, rats. For rats. Come on. I mean, you could get diseases from rats, you know? Could oh, start yeah. a whole little mini pandemic. Yep. Yeah. He also may face like civil cases. Kill. <laughs> <laughs> he also might face civil charges if his colleagues suffered psychological trauma from the incident. So start filing those uh Civil claims. Civil claims there, Ireland. Mm-hmm. All right. This is a wild ride. This is also one of the many reasons I'm so glad I don't have a penis, because I would grossly mishandle it. <laughs> like, I know myself. <laughs> yeah, you would. It would not. It, I'd get nothing done, and I already struggle to get things done, and I would yeah. hurt myself immediately. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yep. But you can't be trusted with a dick. I can't. I can't. It's best kept to someone else. This headline reads, single man, very important to point out, 38, has swollen penis freed by doctors two weeks after he locks it inside a small padlock. What? What did he do for two weeks? Oh, my God. Just what? had the small- padlock on his penis and let it swell and swell and swell. So he put, like, the loop? Like, he just yep. locked it onto his dick? Yup. And he couldn't get it off? Yup. Oh, my God. There's a photo on the drive that doesn't yes. reveal the dick, but oh. does reveal some <laughs> procedural assistance. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A <clears throat> water bottle. They're, okay. You know, they probably have to pour water on the metal while they're sawing through it. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. A bored man stuck at home during the pandemic was rushed to the hospital after getting a padlock stuck around his penis in a bizarre sex act gone wrong. My favorite. My favorite. My favorite type of sex act. (laughs) The Bachelor 38 clamped the metal device around the base of his manhood thrill around two weeks ago, but he lost the key and his limb started to swell. It's not a limb. Don't flatter yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You got him. 
small padlock. He tried unsuccessfully to remove the small lock, so left it on his penis for more than 14 days until it became infected. <laughs> was that a real gag? Oh, my God. And yes, and the pain was unbearable. Ish. <laughs> The embarrassed man's mother, who tried to help uh, him, no. called emergency <laughs> services and firemen went to his home on the evening of, of when this happened no. a while ago. She told medics that her son did not have a girlfriend and was bored because he had been staying at home during the COVID-19 pandemic, doing his part. Good for you. Doing his part. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, honey. <laughs> Oh. My son is a private person and he doesn't have a girlfriend. He's been staying at home a lot during the pandemic because he's worried about going out. He told me he did this because he was bored and he likes putting his thing through small holes. Ew, oh my duh. God. Oh my God. I was angry at him for embarrassing me like this and I've told him not to do it again. Oh. Mom of the year. What a good mom. Uh, the embarrassment aside. I'm so, he's doing his he, part. He likes putting his thing into small holes. Uh, okay. I love it. Okay. Tall okay. holes and small holes. <laughs> A rescue officer said they received the emergency call, but the injury was worse than they expected. And, oh. rushed, and rushed the man who they would not name to the nearest hospital. <laughs> Medic spent more than 30 minutes using an electric cutter to slice through the metal lock. They slid a thin That's sheet why of metal. You need a Dremel at yeah. home. Everybody needs a Dremel. Mm, right. A Dremel. But don't Get do it at home by yourself. No. You're going to cut your wang off. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they slid a thin sheet of metal between the bar and the man's skin to prevent it from being cut and, bad choice of words, squirted water onto his body for no. lubrication. <laughs> Once it was released, they administered antibiotic cream and gave the man penicillin tablets. Despite his penis now being released, medics said there could be lasting damage because of the amount of time the padlock was stuck. His penis was also disfigured by the ordeal. This, it's not worth it, folks. Don't hurt no. your genitals like that. No, buy a buy a small Get hole. Get a cock ring. Yeah. Or a small hole. They, they sell those. Mm -hmm. We received the emergency <laughs> call and did not know the full details, so we were surprised when we arrived. It was worse than we thought. If the padlock had stayed on for any longer... The infection could have been so bad that his penis would have started to rot and get ah. gangrene. Ah. Ah. No, oh. no. In the hospital, no. he was in pain and screaming loudly because it was so swollen. Removing the metal was very difficult. They we didn't give him fucking drugs. They probably tried, but it's like, I, I don't know. We can't give the man's name, but we want to make the news public to prevent other people from doing this kind of thing. It can be very dangerous and damage the body. Honey, yeah. he was I've, bored. He doesn't have a girlfriend. Sure, well, but like having a girlfriend has nothing to fucking do with it. <laughs> yeah, I right. know. Exactly. Like, lots, don't, okay, lots incel. of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't give this Lots man. of people don't have a sexual partner and don't put a padlock on their dog. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I like. I can't name a single person other than, and I can't name this person because they didn't give the name. Who's put a padlock <laughs> on their penis? So amazing. Thank you for sending me that. All right, oh, I've got a couple more. That was a trip. This one also has me gross out. Not about. It has nothing to do with rats. Like, well, I guess you could. It also what the affects fuck? rats okay. somehow. 
Everything can be, it's like six degrees of rat separation. Everything can be connected somehow to rats. But it also has me intrigued. So here we go. The party's over for a Hawaiian stream that smells like beer and boasts a 1.2% ABV. A stream? A stream. (laughs) Of water? Yes. Oh. Sad news for local teens in Oahu, Hawaii today. (laughs) (laughs) A stream in YPO was noticed because it stank like beer and has been discovered to have a 1.2 alcohol by volume percentage. And the storm pipe responsible for boozing up the water has been shut off. (laughs) The quote party stream was investigated last week and detailed in an article from Hawaii News Now. It was first noticed by Carol Cox, an environmental activist who informed the state's Department of Health about the water after coming upon a creek and describing its smell as something like, quote, a beer pub that hadn't opened its doors for three or four days. Ew. It turns out. don't drink things. If Do by not. Some, some miracle you come across uh, your own version of one point two percent isn't even worth it. You won't no, even get no. drunk. You'd have to drink so much gross stream water to get drunk. Yeah, you will I'm, die ugh. before you get drunk. You're and- gonna get sepsis before ugh. you get a buzz. Yeah, it's so nasty. Just, just don't. Anyway, it turns out that the scent was due to a storm pipe whose runoff was contaminating the stream from its origin at a Paradise Beverages liquor and beer warehouse on the mm-hmm. other side of a nearby highway. Mm-hmm. So they must have been like pouring shit, like well, old there's... samples and shit down the drain. Mm. You know? Yeah, I'm sure. Runoff. If bottles whatever. get broken, anything like that. Yeah. yeah. If it's like, I don't know if this is a liquor store, but like if they do tastings, anything, I mean, I'm sure there's waste. After testing a sample sample from the stream, Hawaii News Now reported that as much as 1.2% of the water was alcohol, about 0.04% of its entire content was made up of sugar. Oh my God. Poor animals that rely on this. I can't. It's so gross. What it tasted like is still anyone's guess. So it doesn't sound like anybody was ballsy enough to try it. Paradise Beverages stated that it wasn't aware of the spill, but is now working with public officials to investigate how its precious alcohol ended up being made freely available to all. Oh, yeah. So precious. So precious. The pipe is apparently closed up now, too, meaning the party stream is already winding its operations down. Party this is closing time. <laughs> Clog up all your store pipes. <laughs> this is good news for the environment, of course, but a real tragedy for the local team teenagers who had been able to enjoy slurping up handfuls of free beer water and the wildlife who had found a brief refuge from the demands of their lives by finding a surprisingly relaxing new watering hole. Oh my God. (laughs) So were teenagers literally slurping it? I have no idea. That might've just been colorful language used in this article, but if you could walk by it and smell beer and you're a teenager, I'm not going to assume you didn't try it. Right. I would have. You kidding (laughs) I know you. I would have been have. face down in that stream. Let's go. You're not the bar to which, <laughs> which to compare a lot of Am normal teenagers to. Listen, I don't know. I think I might be the bar. And the bar was a stream for yeah. a little time. Okay. This next one is just a little bladder that someone sent me from the UK and I love it. Haven't done a good bladder, so I thought I'd include it. 
says, quote, G-string lawyer cleared after bedroom break-in. What? An ex-lawyer <laughs> who sneaked into a woman's bedroom in a G-string and fishnet stockings while high on drugs was cleared at Southwark Crown Court of trespassing with intent to commit a sexual offense. So I think he got cleared of the intent to commit a sexual offense charge, but the trespassing charge is probably still there. Okay, so they were like, you were too looped to yeah, have precise. actually been trying to rape yeah. anyone. Right, and here's why I think that that is the case, because this last line here reads, Desmond Moran, 53, claimed he thought the woman was a panda. <laughs> so he had no idea what was going on. Okay. At oh, all. Oh my god. So you trespassed. So he meant to sexually assault a panda? I have I don't think he was gonna sexually to assault a panda. Yeah, while I think he followed the panda. Yeah. I he just it. wanted to have a conversation with a panda that he saw in somebody's house. He I would. Yeah. And the fact that he happened to be wearing a G string and fishnet stockings Neither is here just nor there. a separate issue. <laughs> All right, here's my last one. And, you know, it's COVID, I'd like to say, is winding down. It's not. But a lot no. of people are rescheduling their weddings. So anyone who's out there who might be making wedding plans, this one's for you. Yeah. Bride passes out, vomits, and gets pooped on during disaster wedding. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> this bride, and there is a photo on the drive, went from blushing to barfing in a matter of seconds. Holly Linnea Calenda Darnell unintentionally put her grooms in sickness and in health loyalty to the test when she passed out, puked, and got pooped on during their wedding ceremony. Got pooped on? We'll get to it, I hope, because I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Quote, I kept trying to tell my husband I didn't feel good, and he thought I was joking. Captioned a trending TikTok of her mid-marriage. What a mid hilarious joke. Know, in the right? middle of your wedding. Right. Oh my God. Of a medical, of her mid-marriage medical mishap. God, so many M's. In the chaotic clip, she has caught the eye-popping attention of over 3.7 million viewers. A visibly wobbly Darnell is seen gripping her groom, Jackson's, hands, signaling to him that she's suddenly fallen ill just as their pastor began officiating their holy matrimony under an outdoor gazebo in Florida. Mm-hmm. Then she fell limp into her hubby to be's arms. So she fainted during the ceremony and yep. he caught her. Are you okay? Jackson asked after he and the pastor caught her fall and began fanning her face. She shook her head no, then stumbled over to the railing of the gazebo where she began heaving. Oh, no. Someone's honey. just recording this. Which is the oh, are you no. kidding? I would have been recording I it. know, I know. Especially like a casual wedding guest who has no real emotional ties to either yeah. party. <laughs> like, holy shit, yeah. this is going to be so the good dream. on TikTok. <laughs> You're about to be famous, girl. <laughs> That's my wedding gift to you. And although the camera ultimately panned away from the barfing bride, notes of what sounds like her puking can be heard while wedding guests and the officiant awkwardly talk amongst themselves, blaming the humidity for her sudden sickness. Oh, my God. <laughs> but in a subsequent video to her tying the knot catastrophe clip, she explained, quote, I was super dehydrated and I hadn't drank or ate anything all day. So don't let like your wedding anxiety. Yeah, you go. gotta You gotta eat. force yourself to eat and drink some water or yeah. you'll pass out and vomit and then I guess get shit on, which we'll You're find out. You're not gonna want to, but you have to. Yeah. yeah. 
She went on to reveal that she's prone to passing out and had previously been diagnosed with low blood pressure and low iron, thus rendering her doomed from the start, she joked. Yeah, I when I had low iron or whatever, mm-hmm. I used to faint Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah. And I would throw up a lot of the times that I fainted. And it's mm-hmm. no fun. Not fun. You're very sweaty. Mm. It's yeah. gross. Unfortunately for her, that wasn't the only incident involving a bodily fluid on oh, her wedding day. Oh, no. Oh, here. Oh, God. She okay. needs a do-over. She kind of does. She kind of does. Quote, after I passed out, my sister had a fan on my baby nephew. So she came over no. to me to put that fan on me. No, and no. as she was holding my nephew, no, no, he no, starts no, 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 no. pooping. And the poop goes down her arm and onto my dress. Oh, I think the universe, I mean, I don't know anything about this couple and maybe they are wonderful for each other and perfectly Uh, happy. And this is just a funny story. Something objects. Yeah, the universe (laughs) has qualms. I object. (laughs) Mrs. now Darnell, who had planned to hop a plane to honeymoon in New York City with Jackson right after their ceremony, was miraculously able to get her dress dry cleaned in time for her flight to the Big Apple. Wow. Where she and her husband snapped wedding pictures on the Brooklyn Bridge. Quote, now I have a story to tell at my nephew's wedding someday. The notoriously nauseous nephew. She should take a dump on her nephew. Yes. (laughs) Run up during the ceremony with a fan and then just shit on his suit. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I hope that they are very happy together for a very long time and that they have had a great honeymoon and no one poops or pukes or passes out in their life until they have their own kids. And there's nothing wrong with a vow renewal if you felt kind of fucked over on your initial wedding. Hire me. Let's go. Maybe in a cooler environment. Or or, climate. Yeah. Maybe at a buffet so you can eat the whole time. No, you don't want it at, you know. Let's just do what it at a Golden Corral. What have we learned from Drop Dead Gorgeous? Listen. Not a not seafood a buffet. buffet. Yeah, not a seafood buffet. There's mm-hmm. lots of buffets. Anyway, those are my headlines. Thank you for sending them in. Whew. And if you have one for us, head to our website under the Contact Us drop box. There's a funny headlines choice. That is the best way to get it into my inbox. It's not a drop box. It's a drop down menu. A drop no, down menu. Nobody email us about the drop box. There is no drop box. Lock no. box. It's a lock box. <laughs> Figure it out. It's 2021. It's you a got website. This. You've you've seen them before. <laughs> We're so helpful. Anyway, have a nice time. Don't add us. Next. <laughs> Stupid. Next. Take a word from our sponsors while we cool down. Recover. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Yes. So skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that is why it is America's number one meal kit. Seriously, it's amazing. And if you're like me and you made any single New Year's resolution, (laughs) you need something like HelloFresh to help you get there. Like every year I feel like I say, I want to try to cook more. And then I Mm. try and do it myself. And it is a disaster. (laughs) And HelloFresh always helps me out because they deliver pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week so you get convenience without skimping on quality. 
So mm-hmm. like Kenyon said, you can skip the trip to the grocery store. You can save your time. Like you don't have to wait in a long line. Mm-hmm. You don't waste your money on excess food. That's my biggest thing. I wander the aisles with no plan. Yeah. And, and then I come <laughs> home with eight boxes of fruit snacks and like no produce or dairy. <laughs> exactly. Zach's always like, okay, so we we were on a phyllo dough kit. Yeah. She's a mess. <laughs> She's a mess. And you're not going to get bored and you're always going to find something that suits you because HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week. So they switch it up weekly, including veggie options, calorie smart options, family friendly meals, gourmet options. They provide plenty of variety. There are recipes like hibachi, sweet soy, bavette steak, and shrimp. Mm. Hi. Okay. That's like a restaurant. Yeah. Hi. Restaurant quality meal in your kitchen. And then you can also get, like, a white cheddar Wonder Burger to make it just super easy to, like, skip the takeout. Recently, I just wanted, it's, you know, negative seven here now every day. This is my reality. And I just wanted something easy and cozy. And so I whipped up the HelloFresh Classic Beef Chili. Mm, yeah. And, you know, when I want to make chili, it's not, like, two days in advance to let it simmer. I don't I don't plan ahead, people. I just don't. Yeah. This is a 30-minute easy difficulty chili recipe and it is delicious mm-hmm. i'm obsessed with it so go to hellofresh.com slash gals 16 and use that promo code gals 16 g-a-l-s 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts hello again go to hellofresh.com slash gals 16 and use code gals 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts hellofresh america's number one meal kit oh treat your meals so we all know that we're supposed to go to the OBGYN at least once a year for our, you know, annual checkups, which uh, are the most fun. Mine is this week. <laughs> Godspeed. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it. She said with glee and anticipation. <laughs> but checking in about our fertility isn't usually a thing that we even think about until we're starting to think about maybe wanting kids. And mm-hmm. you know what? This is important information about your body that you should have a handle on way before kids are, you know, a realistic yeah. idea. Yeah, don't wait until you're ready to have them to know what the deal is down there. And that is why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. It's real quick, people. And it's real cost effective because traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000. But Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159. That is a fraction of the price. Mm-hmm. And we're going to save you even more money because if you go to modernfertility.com slash gals, you get 20 bucks off your test. That's amazing. Also, just a thought, even if you're, you know, pretty sure that kids aren't in your future. Yeah, for- hand raised over here. All right. Fertility hormones still affect your body your in a lot yeah. of ways. I mean, acne, weight gain, like mm-hmm. uh, well, 
uh, the amount of hair growing from your chin. All the things. All affected by this. So you got to know about this stuff. It's good stuff to know. And if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars toward modern fertility and you will get insight, like Kenyon said, into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other super important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. So if you want kids today, maybe one day in the future, maybe never, and you just want to know a little more about what's going on in your body, you can get clinically sound info about your body that can help you make the decision that's right for you. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash gals, G-A-L-S. That means that your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash gals, modernfertility.com slash gals. Treat your knowledge. Are we ready for some coven confessions? Yes. Sure. I love the confessions. I wanted to give us all a break from bodily Everything. fluids after <laughs> last month. That's fair. Oh, yeah. The there exorcist. was a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Amanda's favorite. Yeah. I, uh, Josh Hallmark of uh, True Crime Bullshit tried to trick me <laughs> into listening to it again. I did I not kept fall for my it. mouth shut that whole convo. <laughs> You fortunately wrote it into the description of the last episode so I could check (laughs) and save myself. So I I steered away from, you know, bodily fluids this month. God bless. I went instead for, you know, ethically questionable material. The classic stuff. A favorite. Yeah. All right. So kicking it off. First one. Quote. Hi, Wine and Crime ladies. I've got a confession that turned into a complete shit show, but I somehow survived. My name is, and then I wrote redacted. Don't, we don't need names. We will never use your name. We're not going to use names. I'm a lesbian, and I came out to my family and friends in high school at the age of 15. My parents and friends accepted me, and everything went smoothly. Now, I wasn't a particularly great student. I was smart, but I absolutely hated school to the point that it gave me anxiety daily. Fair. I would spend most days crying and struggling to make it through the eight hours of hell. I'm not exactly sure why I struggled so badly. But anyways, once I turned 16, I got my license and a car, and this was the best and worst thing my family could have ever done. (laughs) Yeah. Being a junior in high school with a car, literal pocket change, and a small group of idiotic girl-crazy queer friends, we began to duck school, which I think means skip school. Yeah, I I think think that's what that means. Context clues would tell us. Yeah. They duck-duck, gray-duck school. Yeah, got it. (laughs) We started to spend a day or two a week going to the houses of older girls we'd met or going to other schools to scope out ladies once the bell rang at the end of the day. They are terrors. (laughs) I love it. It's basically the If I could go back and take notes. It's basically the pink ladies if they were all, like, Queer. Queer Mm -hmm. and extra horny. I love it. (laughs) They're pretty horny. (laughs) This was all during school hours. I had pre-made up lies I would tell my parents and they just took my word. Yep. 
My best friend and I once even dared to drive over two hours away to meet some girls we'd met online with literally only $15 and a quarter tank of gas in my car. Parentheses. Wow. This is dangerous. I would not recommend. Mm-hmm. Zero out of ten. I was a newly openly gay teenager and was doing anything I could to get taste of vagina. while also enjoying being away from school holy shit (laughs) well this is all fun and great until it wasn't Oh. early one morning after months of doing this routinely I was at a gas station grabbing a bunch of snacks when I got a call from my mom on my shitty flip phone when I said hello I heard my full name being screamed into the phone oh that's never good that's never good <laughs> I almost shit myself right there at the gas station. Yep, you guessed it. The school had called my mom's phone early, like that day. They advised her that I had been disenrolled from school due to Ooh. my absences. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> they claimed I had missed 10 days straight. And they expelled me, assuming I wasn't a student there anymore. My mom was screaming into the phone, but my heart was beating so loudly that I couldn't hear jack shit what she was saying. She told me to get my ass home and that she'd be waiting for me. I thought, this is it. Here's my funeral. I finally arrived home and thankfully she'd calmed down a bit and we talked it out and I confessed to her that I'd been skipping. I left out the part about me spending days vagina munching and being a hoe in the lesbian world. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll get to that later. (laughs) We'll circle back. (laughs) She let me enroll in a community college not far from home and I completed my GED there and have been happier ever since. Good job. I actually don't regret being a high school dropout as I've done damn good for myself since the whole ordeal. Anyways, I hope you read and enjoy my story. Much love to you all. Amazing. I like that. that. I just thought that that was like just a really good story. I know that you know, the mom maybe could have been a little more up on what was happening, but I loved the, you know. Taste of vag. The vag munching. I mean, as someone who definitely intercepted lots of notices from my school to stay out of trouble. uh, Sometimes the parents really are intentionally in the dark (laughs) by design. Yeah. Right. And it's probably changed a lot now because I feel Mm -hmm. like parents get called and emailed all the time. So Mm -hmm. you can't really intercept that shit as a kid. But 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 back back in our day, they'd get then what I would get truancy letters mailed to my house. There was no Mm -hmm. call. Yeah. Or once in a while there'd be a call, but my mom worked full time. So I could just go home after school and delete the the automatic voicemail and intercept the letter. And that was it. There wasn't like they weren't emailing us at home. Yeah, I definitely deleted a lot of voicemails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hid a lot of report cards. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I forged so many signatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Take also, me away. I thought it was good parenting, too, to be like, you know what? You can enroll in community college. Yes, agreed. You Here's know? an alternative. Love it. All right. Continuing with the theme of ethically questionable. Quote, okay, so I definitely want to remain anonymous because if anyone found out about this, I could be in big trouble. So my workplace buys used jewelry for meltdown and wholesale back to (gasps) vendors. So needless to say, we don't pay very much for the jewelry. Um. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Have we not read this one out before? I think I shared it with both of you before. 
but ah. I don't think we've read it on an episode. I could be wrong. I think you might be right. You might be right. I love it. Okay, keep going. Keep I, going. Keep going. <laughs> I had a girl come in with a huge parcel of jewelry which had belonged to her recently deceased grandmother. Oh. Some of the pieces were absolutely stunning, and I asked her if she really wanted to sell them considering they were so nice. She assured me that they meant nothing to her, and she definitely wanted to get rid of all of them to help pay for her upcoming wedding. Which, like, fair. If you're yeah. not sentimental about a, a piece... Let her go. And, and, and I'm going to say, and nobody else in your family is sentimental about that right. piece. Then, bye-bye. fucking, yeah. One piece was very high grade from the Middle East, made with 22 karat gold and a beautiful flat rose cut diamond. That sounds wow. amazing. Oh, yeah. I took a couple pieces into the workshop to inspect them. And when I was looking at this amazing piece, I knew that they were just going to scrap it out and toss the diamond. Oof. So I pried the diamond out of the ring, put Oof. it in my bra, and kept it. Oh, I'd be tempted. I'd be so tempted. I'd there be, are just yeah. some jobs that I really can't have, and this is one of them. Oh, I would be way, I'd be <laughs> way I knew, too chicken shit. Oh, if I knew they were going to sell it for scrap, it yeah. would be tempting. Too tempting yeah, for some of them. It would be, be pretty tempting. Too well, they're going to sell it for scrap because that's their business. Oh, I know. And I you worked it. for that business. Well, I intentionally don't work for that business. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I sure fucking don't work for, for that business. This exact <laughs> reason. <laughs> I'd be way too chicken shit. But anyway, this confession ends with I'm currently in possession of a stolen dead woman's diamond. Oh my God. So, you know. Wow. Go off. Should be a dead woman's <laughs> stolen <off>. diamond. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. <laughs> dead woman's stolen. Well, you got it. But it wasn't, the dead woman didn't steal the diamond. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it's not a dead woman who is stolen either. I want to ask a very important question. What? Does this matter? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's an interesting grammar question. Get at us with the answer to that grammatical I question. I am currently in possession of a stolen diamond from a dead woman. Yeah. Yeah. When in doubt, right around it. That's anyway. True. I gotta say, I'm not super mad about this one. <laughs> She's my, dead. She's not gonna know. My question She's is, anyway. if the setting was really pretty, then maybe, like, why didn't you just keep the full ring? Or would you have been extra well, they hot for that? Well, they gotta pay the gal it. for something. They yeah. probably weighed the whole thing. I'm sure the setting weighed more than the diamond. Mm -hmm. So it would be easier to get away with just taking the diamond. Mm -hmm. So the, the scrap place wouldn't, resell the diamond they would well diamonds don't have nearly yeah diamonds don't have nearly as much resale value as the metal that they're held in like if they're small not big quality mm -hmm. diamonds and we don't know the like quality of the diamond we just know that this person really liked the shape and the cut mm -hmm. and probably from their own experiences working there knew that this wouldn't be a diamond that the company would care to resell mm -hmm. just from all the time they've done these you know mm -hmm evaluations so that would be my guess they were like well this diamond's probably gonna get fucking tossed and it's gorgeous and i love it so i'm gonna keep it where are they just throwing away these diamonds yo i want to know i want to know where your diamond trash is yeah like can i just like dig through like the zales trash no and, i doubt like, they're throwing it away they're probably just selling it way down market to mm -hmm. you know some cheaper yeah. thing 
To me, this feels like a no, no harm, no foul situation. I mean, yes, it's illegal and it's morally questionable. It's a gentle but theft. It's a gentle theft. Don't Maybe do it. Maybe it's what the dead lady would have wanted. Maybe. Maybe. You don't um, know. Maybe, maybe we just honored lady. her legacy. Maybe we're yeah. honoring the dead woman's legacy by stealing her diamond from whatever major yes. diamond chain company. Exactly. And I mean, exactly. maybe it was a diamond that she like smuggled out of Nazi Germany in her yeah, butthole. We don't, we don't know. know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we just created a, a very evil narrative <laughs> about this dead woman. <laughs> Holy shit. She's all of a sudden good smuggling, smuggling shit out, out of, of Nazi, Nazi Germany. Germany. Not okay, bad good. smuggling to out preserve of Nazi it, Germany. To Another it. grammatical gray right, zone. Right. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yes. Good smuggling out of Nazi Germany, not bad <laughs> smuggling out of Nazi Germany. Well, not like a pro-Nazi smuggling shit. it out, but like Holy an anti-Nazi You don't know what this out. grandma's background was. <laughs> Neither do you. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> but also, it was from the Middle East, so I think we're probably off, but... Not necessarily. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. We I think we've speculated oh, enough. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Defiled this legacy enough. <laughs> okay, quote. Greetings, ladies. I've been wanting to tell this story for months, but wanted to make sure you three wouldn't be contacted to snitch on me, and I think we're good. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I re- okay. <laughs> I read some Florida laws and nothing mentions anything dealing with my story, so I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to risk it. Okay, that's all on you. If we get subpoenaed, we will cooperate with law enforcement. Oh, I'll sing like a canary. (laughs) (laughs) My comfort is key. (laughs) And the FBI can trace IP addresses. All right. So I don't have the patience for self-checkout. I will not do well in jail. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So to paint a backstory, I live at home with my mom and her husband, My hate for this man knows no end. Yes. Growing up, he was a raging asshole to me and everyone else in the house, and he still is. And worst of all, he supports 45. Anyways, this dude really loves scratch-offs. Like, really loves scratch-offs. So do I, though. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you don't have all the other contextual factors. My family gives each other scratch-offs for holidays, stacking stuffers. They're so fun. I like the crossword scratch tickets, too, because they take a while. I use Hmm. a dime because it has a really thin edge Mm -hmm. so you can make your scratches really perfect. Dimes. Oh, I that's a, a really lot. good call. That's I a good have a lot of rituals. So many rituals. My life like is based around rituals. <laughs> yeah. Elaborate. Creature of habit. <laughs> they are really elaborate. And if those ritual habits <laughs> see this get, woman try to eat a meal. Yeah. If they get altered in any, <laughs> any way, things are not going to be great. It throws me off. I get it. I know. I'm very similar. 
I really get it. And it's one of my favorite things about you. <laughs> it makes you very easy to manage. You're, you're we know what you need. Throw me a scratch. Yep. Throw me a crossword scratch ticket and, and a like dime. some sour Skittles and a dime. And you can do whatever you want with me. You're good. <laughs> you're covered. Okay. Covered. So... Quote, one day I went to leave for work when I saw four unscratched scratchers on the table in the garage. Take them. Just sitting there calling my name. I stared at them and contemplated taking one. What were the odds that I'd actually win anything, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. I pick up a $5 scratcher and it just feels right. So I fold it up, put it in my pocket and go to work. I'm at work and I get the urge to scratch. (laughs) Scratch that itch, baby. Scratch that itch. This is amazing. I rarely buy the urge to scratch. I get the urge to scratch. I love it. I rarely buy scratch offs. I love the scratching part, but I hate the always losing part. I hate the offs part. I'll buy them randomly on my birthday or a random Tuesday when I'm feeling lucky. Mm -hmm. I go on a break and scratch off the winning numbers portion of the ticket and get to unveiling what my numbers are. I scratch off the first number, loser, the second one, and I see a money bag. Oh, shit. For this game in particular, getting a money bag means you win everything on the card. So here I am thinking that it'll maybe be $100. Oh, my God. Boy, was I wrong. Oh, God. The winning amount under my money bag symbol, $500. Hell yeah. Good for you. That's a lot more scratch tickets. After scratching (laughs) off all 12 spots, my total very quickly rose to $2,000 fucking dollars. Holy shit. I was getting hot flashes. I began to sweat. I couldn't breathe. I thought I was dreaming. I sent a picture to my friends, told them my story, and they were as shocked as I was. I picked up my winnings, cashed the check, and threw it in my savings to save for a time without COVID. And I can peace out to visit a country I've been dreaming about visiting. I have zero regrets, and it brings me a sick amount of joy knowing that I won and he'll never know or have the happy feeling of winning that cash. Yeah. Take it from him. you. I love (laughs) that. And they end with, and that, my friends, is my case. Amazing. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) I love it. Got the urge to scratch. At that point, (laughs) you got to buy a loser scratch off and put it. On the table, so then he really never Or knows. just buy another scratch-off to replace it, knowing that it's likely not going to be, you know, let karma decide. That's what she's box. saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or, or not put it on the table, but put it on the floor, like maybe under something. Oh, it so fell. He'll just, oh, oh, you thought you were missing one. Here it is. It just fell. Mm-hmm. I found mm-hmm. it. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, JonBenet Ramsey's body all of a mm-hmm. sudden. Yeah. Well, I'm off to New Zealand. Bye. No one else saw it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I got a raise. Bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right. Good for you. I'm okay. proud. Yep, too. All right, back to morally questionable stuff. Quote, hey, y'all, I've been listening to your show essentially nonstop for months now, and I've been thinking of stories I could send in for Gak. I've made lots of questionable decisions in my life, so it was sort of hard to pick just one. I know You don't have to. Send multiple emails. Mm -hmm. I finally came to the conclusion that I was going to tell the story of how my 15-year-old self got away with some absurd shit. Mm. 
for the vibes, I'll explain a little bit about where my story took place. I lived in a small town in the middle of absolute nowhere in Michigan with my incredibly redneck family. Okay. I'm an anarcho-communist, non-binary atheist. Love that. Love that journey for you. (laughs) So my family was not the fondest of me. Oh, yeah. As a result, I would, of course, sneak out of the house to hang with whatever boyfriend I had that week. This particular boyfriend and I decided it would be a good idea to sneak out and go for a drive down this creepy-ass dirt roads of my small town. We were blasting music, windows down. We were probably going a solid 60 miles per hour when suddenly the road curved. Suddenly the road curved. (laughs) I love... The road gently curved suddenly. (laughs) I love just the passive voice in any story that somebody writes about (laughs) something they did when they were dumb teenagers. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> totally out of my control. The it road curve to them. Yeah. <laughs> Rude. Also, yes. 60 on like a gravel or a dirt road is way too fast. Yeah. Really fast. <laughs> Slow yep. down, Hass. So suddenly the road curved. The mailbox <laughs> came out of nowhere, which resulted in my boyfriend at the time flipping the goddamn car. Oh, that's scary. It flipped probably three full times before landing on its side and eventually landing in its standing position. The airbags had gone off and the car was completely fucked. I looked over at my boyfriend, who I presumed was dead, only only for him to look back at me and go, oh, holy shit. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can just picture everything. Uh, yeah. Like, this very easily could have been us. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This entire time, we were not even a mile from my house, and the sun was starting to rise. So in the state of complete disarray and panic, I decided that the only logical thing to do was to sneak back into my house. <laughs> just leave the scene. Yeah. I left my boyfriend at the scene of the crash and was like, just fucking stay here until I can figure out what to do. And don't tell anyone I was in the car with you. They fully left the boyfriend there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Look out for number one. (laughs) So I gathered what little sanity I had and booked it back to my house where my entire family was getting ready for work. I climbed back into my bedroom through the window and came up with a plan. I put on some tennis shoes and shorts. It's fucking dawn. Mm -hmm. And stepped out of my bedroom knowing full well my parents were awake. I'm going to go running. I told them that I was (laughs) going to go for a run. Oh, my parents would have stopped and interrogated me immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No one's buying it. (laughs) (laughs) Which should have been a red flag in and of itself. But they, for some reason, didn't think anything of it. And I decided to run down the road just to see if they were going to see the accident or whether or not my ass would be grass. For some unknown reason, my mom turned the other way than the route she normally took and drove the opposite way of the accident. Wow. I finally decided to go back to where my boyfriend and his now totaled car were. And we did the most logical thing any 15 and 17 year old couple could do. We grabbed the license plate off the car and simply left it there. Oh my god! There's this thing. Is this not a VIN small number? Town? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Hey Jimmy, where'd your car go? They'll never trace it back to us. <laughs> this is foolproof. <laughs> oh. We I... went back to my then empty house and obviously had some really weird adrenaline-driven teenage sex. Jesus Christ! <laughs> obviously, <laughs> we've been married obviously. for thirty years and we have a. 16-year-old child together. How I Met Your Mother. 
Yep. <laughs> we then went out for breakfast with a friend and pretty much never talked about it ever again. Good lord. <laughs> it never came up. <laughs> My parents still don't know about the crash and I don't think they ever will at this point. Oh my god, oh. I was joking. It literally never came up again. I guess. Apparently. I know <laughs> car accidents are not funny and that we could have been seriously injured or killed. And we're but you weren't. So and we're beyond lucky to have walked away almost completely unscathed. And they end with, "It's so fucking sick that I got away with it." Yeah, <laughs> so sick. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yeah, I wonder if the boyfriend's parents were ever like, "Where's your car?" I. Why is there this car in the ditch total? Right? Yeah. Surely the cops would have found the car. A car? I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of information we don't have. Yeah. Small town. Maybe someone came across it and just tracked her, towed it out of the way. Yeah. Trying to be a good Samaritan, inadvertently covered up a crime. Cool. I got a free car. Yeah. Well, (laughs) free totaled car, but yeah. yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Coulda. There are a lot of abandoned cars just around Louisville. Yeah. I don't get it. Apparently, I did some research because I was like, what the fuck is even happening? Why are these abandoned cars just sitting on the road for months? Apparently, the impound lot is full. Mm. So there's nowhere for them to be towed away to. So they just sit. Mm -hmm. It's not a good look. Yeah, it's not great. Okay, last one. Years ago, while backpacking Europe, I met some girls from Atlanta. We hit it off, kept in touch, and they invited me to come visit them in Atlanta for Dragon Con before they all moved to London permanently. All right. Very specific. If you know, you know. Love a good Dragon Con. (laughs) If you know, you know. (laughs) Yeah, somebody out there is like, wait, I'm from Atlanta, invited someone to Dragon Con. (laughs) Anyway. So the girl who hosted me, we'll call her Cindy, she knows, let me stay with her at her parents' house as the rest of her family was out of town. On the last night of this delightful trip, I found out that they had never had Franzia, so I bought a box to share. They haven't lived. Yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) Unfortunately, this was also the year Limeritas were released. Oh. Remember that? I remember that. We had a whole Limerita-themed 4th of July party. Ew. I've never had one, and I don't regret it. (laughs) They're not bad. They're pretty good. (laughs) You're missing (laughs) out. Yeah. They're really not bad. Should I probably Um, get some? uh, Wait till the summer, but yeah. No, don't wait. That's so long from now. Go have them get some. It's 75 degrees outside. It's basically summer. All right. Get some limeritas and pop on some cut up. They're probably on sale in mid-December. Probably. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so it's limeritas season and we got three 12 packs just for the four of us on top of a box of Franzia. (laughs) Not enough. Not enough. Amateur that, hour. <laughs> that night I drank half the box of Franzia and somewhere between six and 14 Limeritas. Somewhere between. <laughs> it's a big ballpark. range. That's yeah. a big discrepancy. Six and 
14. <laughs> okay. How old, how old is your child? I don't know. Somewhere between, somewhere between six the age of six and 14. I don't know. I, I lost count. <laughs> I blacked out and then got into Cindy's. So like the person hosting them got into Cindy's seven-year-old sister's bed with Cindy's other friend, Amy, who I just met that day. The seven-year-old is not there. Mm. Good. <laughs> At some point that night, I shot straight up in bed, fully awake, leaned over fully Amy. Fully erect. Yeah. <laughs> leaned over Amy and barfed red all over the seven-year-old's white carpet on Amy's side of the bed. And then I just went the fuck back to sleep. <laughs> Got to. Amy but did not wake up. Don't get your seven-year-old white carpet. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, that's dumb. But the seven-year-old didn't fuck it up this fully adult, well- <laughs> True. This half adult woman did. Right. That's true. <laughs> also, I have totally done that when you're like sleeping really drunk and then you just sit bolt upright and puke. Yep. Except I I puked into my cupped hands Ugh. next to a boy that I was seeing in mm-hmm. bed. Just sat I... bolt upright and puke. <laughs> I've told you the story about Matt Cancun on this show before. Yeah. <laughs> I did that with Matt Cancun. Oh, Cancun Matt. We've never found him. It was just Matt Cancun. He was Whatever. in my phone as Matt Cancun. But no, we were just waste. I don't know. I was in college. And, yeah. you know, as six it happens. 14 Lamarita somewhere. Yeah, somewhere between six and 14. <laughs> and some Franzia. Yeah, yeah, half bolted, a box of Franzi. Bolted upright in bed. We didn't have sex mm-hmm. or anything. We are just like sleeping in bed together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ran to the bathroom, throwing up. He comes in and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, I'm fine. No. I, I throw up by myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he was oh like, my God. Okay. <laughs> and then, <laughs> what the and then he left me a post-it note that just said, Call me sometime, Matt. Oh, cute. <laughs> Matt Cancun. I didn't call him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Matt. I throw up by myself all the time. All the time. <laughs> well, I was in bed no next, worms. To, <laughs> next to Nantucket Chris, mm. who had a vanity license plate that said Nantucket. Oh, Jesus. And was a raging alcoholic. I love that journey for him. But I was the one that sat bolt upright and puked into my cupped hands. So Good. joke's on me. That's what college is about. And apparently yep. Dragon Con. <sighs> okay. So so this person, they're sleeping in this like twin bed <laughs> in a seven-year-old's bedroom at their like friend's house. They are the guest. They puke on the opposite side of the bed. And the person sleeping in bed with them does not wake up. Okay. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I have a, I know where this is going. 8 a.m. the next day. I've already missed my flight home. <laughs> Been there. Been there. Not even late. I've already missed already it. Already missed it. She gone. I woke up missing my flight. <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Amy and I wake up, quote, Surprised to find the red barf. Parentheses, I was not surprised. (laughs) We all panicked and worked together to try and get it out. And Amy was almost in tears and kept saying, it's okay, it could have been either of us. Mm. 
Oh. It was still <laughs> visible in the rug when I left at 11 a.m., still drunk and sweating pure Franzia. <laughs> to catch my flight home, I never copped to it because I thought I'd never see them again. Uh-oh. <laughs> now what? Did you marry one of their brothers or something and now they're in your family now and you have to live this lie for the rest of your life? Is that feeling too specific? It's fine. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Ten years later, Amy moves to my city and we become best friends and she ends up... <laughs> Moving in with me. There it is. Oh. Knew it. After two years of this new friendship, I finally gave up and told her. She obviously assumed that it had been her the whole time and felt like shit about it for Honey. years. Wow. But I haven't gotten the guts to tell Cindy because to this day, we still talk several times a week and she's one of my closest friends. Oh, <laughs> my God. You can tell Cindy. Just tell her. It you was can me. You can <laughs> fucking tell Cindy. If Cindy's parents... It was me. Tell Cersei. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) Also kind of related to Franzia. It's like poison wine. Totally. (laughs) All right. Watch Game of Thrones, Kenyon. Then you'll understand these jokes. Totally. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'll definitely do that. You are Cersei. You have to watch Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the confessions this month. Fabulous. Good one. (laughs) Good batch. But also tell Cersei. If they're still if they're still pissed, that's their problem. It's been ten yeah. years. Yeah. That yeah. would be fucking weird if they were still mad. It's just mm-hmm. some carpet. Yeah, get it's over just it. Carpet. All Ugh. right, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Amazing. Are you someone who says something really fun and maybe a tad naive like New Year, New Me? LOL. (laughs) But then maybe you have no idea where to even begin changing things because you know what? You're already perfect. Mm -hmm. Lucky for us, Me Undies says, don't change. Just maybe change up those undies. Yeah, just change your underwear. That's it. That's a resolution I can actually stick to. Brush your teeth, change your underwear every day. I'm not going to stick to the first one, but I will stick (laughs) to the second one. Yeah. So give your 2022 and underwear drawer the update that it deserves with the most fun and comfortable undies in the world. Y'all, I'm I'm I wear them right now. I I'm wearing them every minute of every day. Mm-hmm. I if I could like if it would be okay for my health to just wear them in the shower to never take them off, I'd probably never take them off. But mm-hmm. I promise you I do take them off and I also wash them. They are so soft. They are so cute. And I like to get matching ones for me and Bill. We also have like all of their onesies and jammies. We are a me undies family. You really are. We really it's are. It's in our Christmas holding card. your relationship together. It, it is. Our relationship is foundationally based on me undies. And someone wise once said, refresh your underwear drawer and you'll refresh your life. It's true. With those super soft undies, socks, and bralettes that come in everything from classic to adventurous prints. I always get the adventurous print. Mm -hmm. You can build a collection that not only makes you feel comfortable, but also expresses your personality. Keep the refresh going all year with a MeUndies membership. I have this. This is amazing. I'm obsessed. A subscription that sends new styles right to your door. You get site-wide savings with the membership. You get exclusive access to certain sales. You'll automatically pay less for everything, and then underwear just arrives. Like a new pair just arrives every month. It's it's a gift. It's it the is best. a gift. And the, I don't the fabric that they have. 
It's it's amazing. I don't understand it's, it. It is sorcery and it is perfect. It is the softest fabric I've ever touched. And it doesn't it doesn't wear out. Like yeah. they do not pill. They don't lose their softness with every wash. They don't get holes in them. Like it's you really... can be real rough on these undies, <laughs> let me tell you. And they are still going strong. <laughs> So Me Undies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash gals, G-A-L-S. That's MeUndies.com slash gals, and treat your nevers. Treat them! You know, these the, the last couple of years have been a little tough for like young school age kiddos. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, I'm not a parent, but there are a lot of children in my life. And I know that the parents in my life are always looking for educational activities, things that can be done at home with their children. That's not just like plopping them in front of a TV show and hoping they learn something. Yep, you got to make sure, you know, that your kid has a lot of support, opportunities they need to learn and thrive. And even in the best schools, your your child might not get like the one-on-one teaching that is required to reach their super full potential. They're in a classroom with a lot of kids. Teachers just don't have time to customize an approach to every single child necessarily. And that is why Baiju's Future School is so amazing. Students receive personalized attention and a world-class learning experience completely online to supplement their in-person school education. So Baiju's Future School is the leading online learning platform revolutionizing education for millions of students worldwide. So students receive personalized attention with live access to a teacher in a one-on-one or one-to-four setting. And they'll have fun learning and exploring subjects with an interactive, activity-based curriculum that inspires their creativity and sparks a lifelong love of learning. Fun. I want to do it. I know. I mean, honestly, like, that is what really matters for kids these age. It's not just, like, rote learning or memorization. Mm -hmm. Like, you want them to... Be engaged. Be engaged and be creative and and learn to love learning. Mm Mm-hmm. So Baiju's Future School currently offers coding and music courses for grades 1 through 12 and also math courses for grades 1 through 8. I should I should take these, actually. I need at least the coding and the math. Yeah. Uh, and keep an eye out for even more subjects because they are going to launch before you even know it. So they're constantly adding new subjects. Oh, yeah. So join the millions of parents accelerating their kids' learning today. Your child can build their own Minecraft character in the first four weeks. Okay, I'm signing up. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. (laughs) Visit byjews.com forward slash podcast to enroll your first four classes, a $99 value for just $9.99. That's four classes for just $9.99 at B-Y-J-U-S dot com slash podcast and treat your education. Treat it. Okay, here we go. Are you ready for Coroner Corner? Yes, what new irrational fear shall I leave with today? Uh Actually, well, Amanda, you might have a new fear, but I pretty much only have obits this month, so it's kind of one big obituary area. Oh, okay. I'll take it. So Kenyon can sit back and relax because first I have a little gift for Amanda. What? This is your own obit 
Written what? by stoned uh, coven member Mary <gasps> McNutt. Oh. I assume you've never met, but this person pretty much has you pegged. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Okay. <laughs> all right. This is something we're doing now. I'm not at all weirded out by this. I'm just excited. It's, I obviously wouldn't have put it in here if it wasn't actually funny. I got oh. a kick out of it. I'm okay. pumped. Yeah. Take something off my plate for my end of life plans. Exactly. <laughs> also leaves you much to fulfill. Oh, God. Okay. How will I be disappointing someone this time? And let let me just remind you that this that this submitter put in a couple times that they were super stony baloneyed when they wrote it. So it doesn't make love a it. whole lot of sense, but I still Great. love it. Great. Perfect. The weirder, the better. Yes. On December 1st, 2020, Amanda Jacobson made her way home to the Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been dead a year already? Kind of. We'll get to it. My God. We'll She'll- get to it. Too bad he barricaded the door and she had to return to us. A year (laughs) later, on December 1st, 2021, Amanda made it through Heaven's Doggy Door and was finally home with a blood alcohol concentration of 1.479%, just a mere 0.03% from the world record. Uh, (laughs) And it's permanent now. I think think this was the day that we recorded the K-pop crimes. Oh my God, that's true. Oh, with your so drunk, soju or whatever. Soju, I soju. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's bad. Anyway, continue. How do I die? Let's go. Amanda, Genevieve, Ronaldo, Goody, Joseph, Denise, Tits, McGee, Jacobson. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, was was born in the sixties, where she (laughs) burst out onto the scene. It was a dark and stormy Friday mid afternoon because our girl doesn't wake up before noon. She cut her own cord, smacked her own ass, and judged the doula on her choice of footwear. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Amanda took the world by storm. Broadway, Wall Street, the Louvre, the White House. Amanda got (laughs) drunk and streaked at the mall. Yeah, she did. (laughs) She leaves behind her five chihuahuas. AJ (gasps) McLean, Kevin Richardson, (laughs) Nick Carter, Howie Durow, Brian Luttrell, and her dear, dear pug, Joey Fatone. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Amanda was a famous podcaster from from the hit show Wine and Crime. However, after a long battle with her addiction to Christian Slater memorabilia, she was... (laughs) She was forced to sell her share of the company back to her co-hosts, Lucy Fitzgerald and Kenyon Lang, who until yeah, from my cold, dead hands, bitches. <laughs> Hell no. Who until her timely death, timely death, timely su- supported, <laughs> supported her and her six forced co-defendants. Or yeah. Wow. <laughs> Amanda had a way with children. On many a sunny day, you could see her by the local orphanage handing out bags of free candy to the children if they provided parental consent. <laughs> okay. Weird. Her co- okay. My her- way with children is to stay away from the children. <laughs> right. Her co-host cried during their interview and tenderly thought on the life of their dear, dear friend, quote, damn it, she owed me $20. <laughs> Whatever, you got my shares. Mm-hmm. Her funeral, <laughs> her funeral will be held on December 8th on the holiest day of the week, hump day. 
Yes. Outside the Taco Bell at 15110 Minnesota 7, (gasps) Minnetonka, Minnesota. That's the actual (laughs) Highway 7 Uh, Taco Bell. I know. A classic. Is where I want to have my funeral. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite part. She will will sprinkle. Little sprinkle, little tomato pieces, cubed tomato pieces in the back of whatever Subaru I'm driving when I die. Oh, you bastards! We'll fucking trash your hearse for you. <laughs> Please do. We need to get it detailed. Yeah. Instead of tossing dirt into your grave on top of the casket, yes. it'll just be little bits of iceberg lettuce and cubed tomatoes. I should prepare that for my eventual wedding. <laughs> and shredded cheese. Throwing cubed shredded cheese and tomato cubes tomato. instead of rice. Packets of Diablo sauce. Yum. <laughs> All right. I like this part. She will be wrapped in a human-sized tortilla and given a Viking's funeral to christen their new dumpster and bestow a plaque in her honor. I have one of those tortilla blankets of where if you curl you up do. in it, you look like a tortilla. A little so circle. that, and then you'll be a human dumpster fire for their new yes. dumpster. Eulogies, yes. eulogies to begin at 3.30 p.m., dumpster fire immediately to follow. The in eternal lieu, flame. In lieu of flowers, please send donations to the wine companies who will dearly miss their beloved Amanda and their sales will greatly suffer in the years to come. Cash oh. bar for drink minimum. Yes. <laughs> I keep that. That Perfect. is going to no, no. come in handy one day. I liked it. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I got to right. get a bunch of chihuahuas and name them after all of the members of the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Get Top on of it. my list, I know. And, and her beloved pug, Joey Fatone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, this is a shorty but a goodie. Mm. It's kind of a ride. Okay. Ida Salome, born in Alitis, Lithuania, died peacefully at home on December 7th, 2021, at the age of 100. Wow. Good for you. She is survived by her husband, Dr. Jacob Salome. Daughters Alana Goldman and Nancy Kessu, their husbands, four ga- grandchildren, and five great grandchildren. Wow. This is where it gets a little bit wild. The youngest of six children, she often spoke of her happy childhood with loving parents. At the onset of World War II, her parents sent her to hide in the woods for what they thought would just be a few days to avoid the arrival of the Nazis. Whoa. But she never saw them again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. I have chills. Surviving alone, she eventually was taken in by a Polish farmer uh, where she worked and hid and where she met her future husband. I hope there's a movie about this woman's life because her Mm. obit is tragically short. I need Mm -hmm. more information. Yeah. Arriving in New York, she taught herself English in addition to the six other languages she spoke. No big deal. Duolingo was wild back then. (laughs) Surviving alone in the forest at a young age. Think of her awards. God. Her gifts extended to cooking and gardening, but most of all, she will be remembered for her gift of immense love and devotion to her family. Gifts can be made to the Anti-Defamation League or UJA's Community Initiative for Holocaust Survivors in her honor. I love it's her. just Sweet. absolutely amazing what people can survive. survive and, yeah. Yeah. It's just incredible. 
and come out on the other end still like living a fulfilled and loving life yeah. like able to heal yeah it's um it's just because no one would fault you for not being able to heal from trauma like that right oh and my some- god and some yeah. people fucking thrive learning uh seven languages right can you imagine Jesus. being a, a child the youngest of six mm-hmm and your parents are like, go hide in the woods. Yep. Bad people are coming to hunt us. And then you, you just never see them again. Yeah. It'll just oh, be a couple days. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, Ida yeah, yeah, yeah. Salome or Salome or Salome, whatever, however you say your last name. Ida, you're incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely and incredible. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I have one. I only have one more. My It's kind of short today. This last one was set in, sent in by Jen Schlier, who knows that I love an obit written in first person. Oh, Schlierly you do. Schlierly. <laughs> Not going to schly. Not going to schly. You <laughs> schlierly love a first person obit. Okay. <laughs> Stupid. I don't, schly, I don't schly away from a first person obit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And oddly enough, this open is for <laughs> Frank A. Schifflar. <laughs> real name. Real name. That's his real name. I was born August 16th, 1937, on the kitchen table of a two room shack in number two coal camp, Rock Springs, Wyoming. The last of nine children born to John Schifflar and Anna Seaver Schifflar. Okay. Again. It is incredible what people can survive. <laughs> Kitchen table. Two-room wow. shack, number two cold camp. Yeah. Nine children. No, I'm I'm yeah. like disassociating from it because it's her it's giving me anxiety. Oh my god. The, this role play is causing me harm. Yeah. <laughs> Also, Wyoming, 1937, probably wasn't ideal either. No. Jesus. My four sisters, Christine, Anne, Sylvia, and Virginia, and four brothers, John, Rudy, Andy, and Al, all predeceased me. Oh, my God. God. Surviving is my lovely wife of 56 years, Helen Yelenik Schifflar, and two wonderful children, John, married to Shannon, Nicole married to Travis. Also left behind are the three great grandmutts who will miss <gasps> my teasing. Cute. Oh. In 1955, I graduated from Rock Springs High School to the relief of the staff, knowing that there would be no more trips down the hallways on my <sighs> Harley. Um, oh my God. Sir. Rebel without a cause. He was a nut. I love Just it. Just picturing Grease too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that train wreck once. I'll never do it again. I'm due for a rewatch. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> the day after graduation in my 1936 Ford with a toolbox, suitcase, and 60 bucks, I headed west to make my fortune. But I only made it to Salt Lake City, where I live for the majority of the rest of my life. <laughs> How'd you end up in Salt Lake? Well, this tried, is as far as I, my I didn't bucks. make it to L.A. Is how tried, I to, tried to how go I west to make my fortune. <laughs> ended up in Utah. I didn't hit gold. <laughs> oh. 
After serving my country in Korea from 1958 to 1960 and being called back into service during the Cuban Missile Crisis, I took advantage of the GI Bill and attended the University of Utah. After 35 years of service, I retired from Mountain Bell, which became CenturyLink. Ma Uh. Bell treated me pretty damn good. (laughs) I also love a swear in an obit. Oh, yeah. (sighs) In a classy 19- swear. A classy swear. In 1976, during my time with the phone company, I was awarded the Theodore Vale Medal for saving the lives of <laughs> for saving the lives of three people in an automobile accident involving a high pressure natural gas pipeline. Wow. All right. Cool. Yeah. Throughout my lifetime, I had all of the quote unquote toys I wanted, if affordable. If not, I made them one piece at a time, and they didn't cost me a dime because it was all junk. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm, ass- sir. I'm assuming that meant he like built his own motorcycles. Yeah. It was all junk! Exclamation point. <laughs> I made a few poor decisions, but many good ones. The greatest no, the greatest of which was marrying the love of my life, Helen. Aww. That was the same name he gave at the top, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Double check. (laughs) Yep, Helen. Helen Yelenic Schifflar. Okay, I'm just checking. Okay, good. Well, after that really, really blunt obit we had the last time, I really like after my fourth divorce. Listen, I wish we. I really loved number two, though. My sister and I put our dad's email in the Ashley Madison hack, hoping and praying. (laughs) <laughs> that something would pop up. Maybe we had a second family. He used to travel a lot. Nope. No, boring no. as hell. No, there's no way your dad had any secrets. No, none. He couldn't have possibly have kept them. No. Nope. He was too fucking weird yes. to be that weird. Too you know goofy. what I mean? He was too much of a goof. Yeah. He was too goofy. Uh, yeah. He was a goof literal ball. Yes. He was a circular ball. Ball of a man. <laughs> he was so round. <laughs> His head is a perfect. Per- it's a basketball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could have dribbled it. Totally. <laughs> okay. As a family, we were traveling every chance we could in whatever vehicle we had. As empty nesters, Helen and I chased rainbows wherever our RV took us. Oh. Now, oh, this is sad. Now it's time for me to turn out the lights and say Lako Nock, which means good night. There will, be, there will be a parking space saved for you on the other side. Aww. Oh my God. You might find me making Lucifer's hot rod Lincoln louder or the hinges <laughs> or the hinges on the pearly gates quieter. Oh, oh he's greasing the hinges. Yeah, that was like my grandpa just tinkered with fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> he does uh, the next sentence. A good handyman is in demand and I hear we can breathe deeply over there. Oh. So I'm thinking he died of some sort of respiratory respiratory something. Mm. Yeah. Just remember me, dear family and friends, with a smile, not tears on your face, as I will remember you until we meet again. 
cute. I wonder why he had a respiratory issue, given that he was born in number two coal camp. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> serious. Dear one God. One of nine children all sharing one oxygen tank. Yeah, but let's preserve <laughs> these glorious American jobs in right. the coal mines yeah. versus making solar panels, God mm-hmm. forbid. Out God. of the fresh air. Uh, so oh. wraps up by saying we extend gratitude to family and friends as well as to Dr. Greg Elliott for his care, compassion and friendship through these difficult years. And then I liked at the end in lieu of flowers, please support a cause of your choice because Frank's not going to tell <sighs> oh. you what to do. Of course not. No. And I guess thing. Can I at mine? I, I want flowers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's fair. None of this you, in lieu of nonsense. Do you need to say in lieu of flowers? No, 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 no. You don't need to say Buy well, bigger flowers? <laughs> Most people send flowers anyway, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you could end up with a lot of flowers. Also, you will be dead. Along with flowers, she wants please to be donate. buried with them. In addition okay. to flowers, gift cards, etc. <laughs> yeah. For my tomb. I will take, you know, hot dishes. Yep. Any mm-hmm. kind of Hawaiian rolls I for my loved ones. And you, you won't take anything. Are you talking I about know. like when you write, you know, someone else's obit? No, she's talking about her own. I mean, I'm gonna haunt wherever. I'm gonna double check things are up to snuff. Oh my! From God. beyond. Oh. We all know <laughs> you're gonna be a nightmare to live with as a ghost. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be rearranging furniture all the time. Oh, my God. I'm going to make sure that I, I don't know, do I fracture this relationship to keep myself from getting haunted no. or do I not fracture it it's to too keep late. myself from getting I haunted? I think it's too late regardless. Yep. Uh, that ship has sailed. I they, woke they, up. Already they, missed my flight. They, they say you haunt the people and places that you've like expended the most energy on. Oh no. So, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to haunt that apartment that you lived in when we first started the podcast and I oh. would come visit you and just clean for 3 days. Oh Perfect. my god. That that person is very lucky. <laughs> oh, the one with the landlord. Fla- the one with Flan with the upstairs. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Don't haunt right. that apartment. She's got Please way do. cuter That's places fine. to haunt. No, go ahead. That's your that's your spot. <laughs> anyway, already decided. Flowers, send more flowers. Yep. <laughs> I send, love it. Little anything flowers, you can send eat. More flowers. <laughs> not oh enough flowers. Oh my god! There are not enough flowers at my funeral. I need to speak with the manager. <laughs> Could you put the flowers? In the retort with my body when it gets cremated. Mm-hmm. Right. So that I'm sent to the afterlife with all these gorgeous, gorgeous arrangements. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Then you have like your your ashes are mixed with like flower ash. That's pretty. Mm. Is it? I like it. Okay. Sounds great. Choice made. Lock right. it in. Love you all. <laughs> See you next, next month. month. Next. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Cheers!